0: Good morning church. My name is Brianna Elam and I'm joined on the stage here by Will Morrow, Ace Puckett, and Chelsea Bush. And we are going to be having a panel type discussion a little bit later on in our conversation about vulnerability specifically. And uh, we're just wrapping up our community series today and we're trying to center all of our conversation around this one question of can you have true community without vulnerability? And so I'm getting into our topic today. Um, First of all, I wanted to ask you, have you ever seen the movies where you have an actor and they walk into one of those rooms that has like a bookshelf on one wall and they go to pull out one of the books and it's like one of those trap doors and it just opens up and it's like a whole other room that you didn't know was there before. And they're like, wow, like this is so much more back here. So I've got another one for you too. So when you get a gift from somebody and you open it and it's like an awesome gift and you're super thankful for it, but then you go to open the card and you just think it's going to be, you know, to tell you who it's from, but it's actually like a $20 bill or an Amazon gift card, like in the card too, on top of the gift. Like that is the the vision of community that I want to paint to you all this morning is like to compel you into what God has for you is so much more um, out there for you. Um, Just a little bit of a review of some of the things that Aaron's talked about um, through the series we have. The false connection cycle, uh, where we tend to isolate ourselves from community, and uh, that leads to loneliness. Whether we choose that based on just a past hurt from a relationship in the past, or whether we're just too busy for it, where we're um, however that isolation comes to us, we tend to pursue false connections that promise us belonging and satisfaction and um, things like social media, or maybe in friendships. Um, I mean, I'm a stay at home mom, so I remember just going to like a playground and just hoping that there would be another mom there that I could talk to <laughs> instead of my kids all day and just like it's almost like conversations only go to a certain point and then n- never really go below the surface and so once we don't find that there then we tend to feel anxious and lonely and from that lack of real intimacy and belonging then we retreat back into the isolation again and we are we know that our country is living in like a loneliness epidemic right now and that is just something that kind of give you a picture of that cycle Um, This next thing I wanted to share as our family, uh, my husband and I, we started about four years ago. Uh, with about four or five other families, we started opening up our home and we had uh, people come over and just eat with us, eat dinner. We started to pray together. We started to have some Bible study together. Uh, what started out as a small group uh, over time developed into this deeper sense of community. And the way that we would uh, describe a community, we would say it's a group of people who are part of Foundation Church. So you want to find these people in your local church. Uh, live in the same part of Carter County, which just really helps to be close to each other because it makes it easier to connect on a weeknight whenever you're tired and after work and those things, um, that gather weekly to eat together, pray together, and practice the way of Jesus together. And the journey of community is just about this long obedience in the same direction with other people alongside of you uh, for spiritual formation. And what I mean uh, by saying spiritual formation is just are we becoming more like Jesus uh, for the sake of others? And so this is a bit more of a review, but this is this book recommendation over here that I wanted to tell you guys about. It's uh, by David Kim. It's called Made to Belong, and it's all about community. It's a really great book. It goes into detail like in each chapter about each one of these things that Aaron has talked about a lot in previous weeks. Uh, the first one being priority. So I'll just give you a short word on each of these. Um, and that's just talking about our commitment issues that we have to decide that if this is something that we want to make a priority in our life, like we have to be willing to show up uh, or it's just not going to happen. We're not going to be able to see any fruit uh, from a community. The second thing is chemistry. And that says the difference between a click and a click. And what he means by that is just that we're not looking for people that are just like ourselves. We're not really necessarily trying to create like, a friend group that no one's allowed into or anything like that. It's just that you want to be able to connect to these people. You want to be able to relate to them. You want to be able to say, wow, you struggle with that? Well, so do I. And that's the whole uh, goal of that type of chemistry. The third thing is vulnerability, and that's just lowering the wall of shame for connection, and I'm not going to say much about that one because that's what we're talking about. Uh, So just skip down to empathy, and that is supporting others well in a self-absorbed world. And we know that the definition of empathy is just like our ability to be able to understand another person's feelings. And uh, there's been research that has shown that we um, as a society are decreasing in our ability to feel empathy just because of social media and things like that. Um, and then the fifth one is accountability. And that's just the necessary road to likeness, which just means that we are holding each other responsible for the standard of living that's set forth to us by Jesus. So let's go ahead and get into our scripture this morning. It's from Romans chapter 7, and it's a bit lengthy. I'm sorry, so hang in with me. Um, It starts in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. biblical example of vulnerability, because this is the Apostle Paul speaking. So this is someone who wrote a huge chunk of the New Testament um, that's sharing about his struggles and his own faith journey. And so if he can do that, then we definitely can be that way too. And I love back in verse 18 where he says, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not uh, the the ability to carry it out. And that just makes me think of like all the willpower in the world that we can have with all of the best intentions are just not enough. We have to have Jesus' spirit in us to be able to live in that war between our flesh and our spirit that we experience on a daily basis. Um, so to talk about vulnerability more specifically, do you guys think of vulnerability as a positive word or a negative word? <laughs> I know. I think of like a little baby animal being abandoned in the wild and being like eaten by something. I don't know why. That's what my mind goes to. But anyway, um, the actual definition of vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So does that sound good to anybody in here? <laughs> no, definitely not. So it's not hard to see that this is not our default setting. This is not something we're going to naturally gravitate towards. It's something that we're going to have to be intentional about. We're going to have to uh, to make space for this in our life to be able to grow in this area. So let's go ahead and get into our discussion this morning. If you guys want to just go ahead and give us your names and tell us a little bit about your communities. Start with Will over there. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, I'm William. Uh, so I'm the introvert of the group. So community community. Um, takes effort for me uh, i have to show up uh but you know my my nuclear family is is um, is probably my majority of my community and then work obviously and then we have a small group like you're talking about part of but that kind of progressed into almost family like but it didn't you know started out with eating meals and, and then evolved from there
0: Yes, Will is in our group with like 20 children, so pray for us. It's a wild time. (laughs) Ace, what about you?
2: Try to do it. There we go. Not (laughs) as loud as last time. My name is Ace Puckett. Uh, My community is made up of other families around our age, and over the last two years we've been able to see how God has brought families into our community and the biggest impact for my family has been connecting with these families, growing spiritually and sharing everyday life experiences.
3: That's awesome. That's good stuff. What about you, Chelsea. I'm Chelsea Bush. <clears throat> so, and I am part of the Recovery is Better group here at Foundation Church. And we are um, a little bit different, like we're open to the community, but um, we have people who are struggling with addictions or who love someone who's struggling with addiction, and we just come in here and we share strength and hope and our struggles and just try to help each other and show the love of Jesus to everybody.
0: That's awesome. And that meets Thursday nights, right? Thursday nights. Awesome. So good. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about vulnerability. So, uh, the question to start us out is what is our biggest fear about being vulnerable? wants to go first? Anybody? Will? Yeah,
1: I'll start out. So, you know, I come from uh, kind of more of the male perspective and um, fear of of failure and being vulnerable and that equating to uh, being sensitive almost in a a weakness sense because we're kind of taught, I believe, or most of us, I feel like, or my generation early on, you know, you've got to be tough, can't cry. Um, if you're opening up and you're having those feelings, that's kind of your fault. You should be in control of that. Um, so, yeah,
2: yeah. Thanks for going to add on yeah. that. Yeah. man. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying there. That's what I had was uh, just seeing it as a weakness. Being the man, the head head of the household, you just kind yeah. of bottle everything up, you know. Yeah. And I think you know some of our culture backgrounds I spoke of
1: last time is uh, men have a hard time with I feel like with community anyway, mm-hmm. um, so you know community being vulnerable you know go hand in hand. So my generation there's a lot of banter if you were to come up and and uh, expose yourself. There's always that fear of being ridiculed and having a safe space. And you know we'll get into that later, but so um, it's definitely sometimes difficult for men. And, you know, most most men, I think, when, you know, you think of their community, they're often around hunting, some kind of sports or something like that. It's never really yeah. a deep, intimate relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I think for me, it's uh, just like I'm a people pleaser, and so I feel like I'm just worried that people are going to, like, if, they, if I say something, they're going to think I'm, like, just a bad person. That's, like, my biggest fear about it.
3: I can relate to that, and um, also my big, like, it's just fear of rejection, fear of being judged, and, um, like, I've been hurt, so the fear of being re-hurt, and um, just what people are going to think of me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge thing. So uh, let's move on to our next conversation. It's about um, a time in your life that you would say that being vulnerable has led to something good coming out of being willing to be vulnerable.
1: Um, I'll start out. So I think, you know, once once we get to that state where, you know, we have a safe place and we feel comfortable to let the walls down, um, you'll find yourself in, in places that most people are having the same struggles you are in. Mm-hmm you know, having that support there and knowing. And once that truth comes out, you know, it's no longer in the darkness. You don't have power over you. You have a sense of um, that you know how to treat whatever it is or attack whatever it is or approach whatever
2: it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You really find out you're not the only one going through these. Yeah. Just being able to open up to uh, other Christian husbands and fathers and, Just the everyday life struggles that you're suffering with, someone else is going through, and yeah, been able to open up and pray for each other. Yeah,
0: that is good. Uh, I see that in just the parenting world, just as you know, dads and as moms Mm -hmm. too. That you find other moms who struggle with the same things you do in your parenting. Um, For me, I would say it's just being willing to open up about. Just like being at home, I've struggled with depression in the past, um, just being home with my kids all the time, being lonely, those kinds of things. And so community has been like a really good way for me to just feel um, known and feel cared for, and that's been like the huge uh, thing for me that I would say that's been good to come out of it.
3: That's awesome. um, A specific <clears throat> thing that I had to um, open up and be vulnerable about in community is, you know, um, being an addict in recovery and also having you know struggles I've had to I had to be open and honest even though people knew this thing these things about me I had to be open and honest with my community about um, specifically one that I remember being a positive outcome that absolutely is devastating and I was really scared about was um, my daughter was born and she was addicted to drugs whenever that she was born. And, you know, when that I got sober, I had to work through that issue and I had to be um, open and honest with people about that for me to be able to heal from it and to not feel the shame and the guilt and just to really be able to experience God's forgiveness. Um, so being able to do that in a community has um, really had positive outcomes because now I can help other women who have those struggles and I can be open with my kids about it too. This is a little bit harder this service because she's in here but um, (laughs) but um, we talk about stuff and it's just it's really good to be able to have that relationship and to see God restoring things, and um, that's with the help of my community. So, so good, you
0: know, man. And knowing, awesome.
1: you know, going back to you know, being connected, like and not feeling alone, and people sharing your struggles. Sometimes, you know, as a parent of where you can probably relate. But sometimes I'll go home and I was like, if anybody. <laughs> Like yes. let's see my kitchen right now. Or like, you know, you look you live in this world of social media and stuff and everybody's kinda of got it put together <laughs> and to know like my kids are messy and somebody struggles with the same stuff sometimes. And it's just like
0: just little things like that we don't care that your house is a disaster because (laughs) so is mine all the time yeah it's great come on in yeah Uh, yeah. just adds to the chaos it's good
2: yeah that's the thing about social media too that's just a snippet (laughs) of their life everybody's got chaos and you just think when you see that the the perfect picture or whatever you're trying to have have those standards but it's all chaos for all of us. Right. And just realizing that. I think once we bring so those walls down and we
1: can talk about it, it's just kind of a relief because it's like, yeah. you know, I don't have it all together and neither do you. And yeah, nobody, yeah. No, no, nobody does besides Instagram yeah. influencers
0: and none of us are those people. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Our next conversation. I'm trying to think of the question. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, Will, do you want to talk about some, like, cultural barriers to uh, vulnerability that we can talk sure. about? Sure.
1: I've kind of, uh, you know, talked about the gender and societal norms, and that's that's big on my part, and I think, with my generation. Um, but also, you know, we talked a little bit in the beginning, um, this kind of pseudo connection we feel like we have with people, mm-hmm. um, whether it be social media or whatever the case may be. But um, it's not the design, I think, that God has in store, but we kind of mm-hmm. – we get. Just a little bit of feeling of connected and then we can move on like well I don't need that yes. um, also time you know we're such an entertained society that we're always um, replacing community vulnerability with just
0: stuff. yeah just to fill the time just yeah. distraction just for me exactly. like I mean it's just hard to not kind of zone out in that own little like world of distraction that's a yeah. really a thing that I struggle with yeah. every day
1: yeah, and going back with community being, you know, it takes a real effort for me. Like, um, I have to be diligent to recognize that, put it down, and know that there's that God has a better plan. And as I mentioned, like, like any time I've ever – sometimes I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I think I've said – last time I said people exhaust me because <laughs> I'm kind of introverted. So, you know, it's, for me to recharge, I need to kind of be by myself. I only have so many words a day, so <laughs> I go home and then Whitney's not in here. But,
0: He's not going to speak the rest of that.
1: She's talking to me <laughs> some more, but um, it just takes a real effort. Um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that, Brie?
0: Oh, no, no, this is good. <laughs> Bring me just in keep here. it going. It's great. Yeah, the um, introvert. I feel that for sure. I'm the same way, believe it or not. I like to be alone with my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Ace? Do you want to... Um, Talk about like what brought you to the point of where you uh, were willing to be vulnerable? What kind of got you to that point?
2: Joining uh, a couple of years ago when I first came to his Better Life Foundation, well, Better Life at the time, joining my first small group, mm-hmm. just the yeah. uh, and connecting with that, that small group that's over the last two years is kind of it's been. Amazing just watching God work, bring different family, families in and just uh, building that community and uh, having those, uh, the guys, the, the husbands and the fathers, like I said, kind of branching off, having those talks, being able to uh, open up to them.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's how ours started, too. It was a small group and just we randomly went up, I think, to these people one Sunday after church and we're just like, hey, you want to come to our house? Like. And they're like, oh, sure. We're like, okay, <laughs> great. So, and then from there, it just kind of went, kind of went on. So, um, Chelsea, what about uh, talking about your community? How um, people that might struggle with vulnerability? How do you, um, how can you make sure that you're being vulnerable in a safe space? Like, how can you make sure that you can trust? I guess the people that you are being vulnerable with. How important is that? Like that the people are consistent in your life
3: um so i feel like that it's very important that um there's consistency within communities and commitment and like that you just because it's a process you know i didn't show up on day 1 of being a part of my community and automatically trust everybody in the room um takes just being a part of it um And a big part of the process for me to learn how to trust people was I heard other people in the community that were being vulnerable, that were being open and honest about what was going on in their lives and their struggles and what they've had to deal with. And that allowed me to feel um, safe and to know that even if I were to get hurt or somebody were to judge me or reject me, that... God had a plan and a purpose for everything else that's happened in my life. He has a plan for this too. And um just to allow him, you know, to trust more in God and God's word and that he's gonna place the right people around me. But it just it takes being committed and consistent and show like just getting to know the people in your community.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is. It's, it's how it took us to. It took a long time to get to the point where we were, kind of willing to, to share some more things. Yeah. Well, do you guys think of any other things you want to talk about, or?
1: Sure. Um, I I kind of mentioned last time that, um, you know, God's design and, and community and the Scripture, but I think even in nature, you know, we're, we're just innate to gather together, mm-hmm. and usually it would be your demographic, socioeconomic status, job, whatever it may be. But, you know, now that like our small group and stuff, we're united under under one cause, and that's Jesus, and, you know, it's, to bring, it brings such a level of diversity there and just to kind of bring that, you know, the benefits of a community in general, you know, you have access to more knowledge, you have access to resources, like, um,
0: like Influence. when William comes to fix my tire, whenever I have a flat tire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were just talking about this over the weekend. We're like, Andrew can cook, Corey can fix things, and Tyler can fix people. <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs> like, we have some pretty good resources going on around here. <laughs> You're like Andrew needed a trailer one time, and I have
1: one. You know, it's just kind of you open up a lot, of, a lot of access to resources, and you know, I think I spoke and just choosing your community wisely and that's saying that, you know, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. So I think it's just yes. a very important like sure. to recognize the influence that a community can have over you. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's good stuff. Well, to sum it up, uh, just to circle back, I feel like um, this is something that Jesus wants for each and every one of us. He wants us to be able to experience community in a deeper way. And if we will just be willing to step into that, just to take that risk of that vulnerability, that oftentimes on the other side of that, what we will find is that sense of freedom, that sense of peace, and that sense of being known and being cared for. And I'll just encourage you today, if that's on your heart, if that's something that you've been kind of thinking that you need in your life, I pray that you would just um, you come and talk to us about it. That we would love to hear uh, from you if you are seeking that out in your life. Um, And uh, after the service, we'll be up front here with the prayer team. We'd love to have a chat with you after this. But would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the gift of community. We thank you that we have people in this room, God, that love you and that love us and that want to see us become more like you, Jesus. We want to be that support for each other. I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to know that desire in our hearts, God, that that void that's just not being filled by anything of the world that we can find to fill it with. I pray that you would just help us to step out and just be brave, um, to, to have that, welcome that into our lives. And I pray for anybody, God, in the room that has been, um, met on in community or on the other side of being vulnerable with a sense of rejection or a sense of judgment I pray God that you would just heal that brokenness this morning that you would heal um, those wounds from that God that's a hard thing to go through and I pray that you would just help them to be willing to step back into community back into relationships with people here in this local body God I pray for anyone here today that doesn't know you Jesus I pray that today would be the day that that they would say yes to you. I pray that they would come to you this morning. We thank you so much for all these people on stage with me and all these people here that are gathered. We love you, and we pray all this just trusting and believing in you today. Amen.